Hello everybody, good evening once again and welcome to Cash Cow. So, if you've been keeping up with the personal finance space, you've probably heard something called the FIRE movement, F-I-R-E movement. So today, that's what we're going to talk about on Cash Cow. Welcome to Cash Cow, the show where we talk about finance, accounting, investments and many more. Join us as we walk through the big world of finance one step at a time. So what is the FIRE movement? F-I-R-E stands for Financial Independence and Retiring Early. So a little bit of background, the main ideas behind the FIRE movement originate from the 1992 best-selling book, Your Money or Your Life, written by Vicky Robin and Joe, I'm sorry if I butcher this, Dominguez, as well as the 2010 book, Early Retirement Extreme by Jacob Lund Fisker. So the FIRE model became particularly popular among the younger generation, especially uh, in the 2010s, which is the last 10 years, and it's created a lot of traction through online communities and social media, and uh, it's talked about very often in uh, personal finance spaces and first personal finance conversations. So FIRE is usually achieved through aggressive saving and focus on increasing your income. So the goal is to save and to invest very aggressively so you can retire sometime in your 30s or your 40s. So that's where the retire early part comes in. As usually the retirement age is around 55 or 60 conventionally speaking. So usually this is achieved by saving, uh, like I mentioned, a very aggressive uh, rate between 50 to 70% of your income. Now this is very aggressive. This is saving half to more than half of whatever you earn a month. So um, now to retire early probably is a bit of a misnomer or, you know, uh, not so descriptive because retire early doesn't mean you just sit down and do nothing. Retire early in this sense, the majority of people who choose to retire early on fire uh, based on the fire movement, choose to retire early so they can focus their pursuits on other things, focus their time on other pursuits and towards leisure and uh, things that d- drive them, you know. You know, they can go and start a business or open up a small cafe, depending on what suits their fancies. So full disclosure, before I go right into this, the fire movement uh, episode, I just want to make a few disclosures and disclaimers. <laughs> so myself, I myself, I don't know how I feel about the FIRE movement just yet. I'm still on the fence. Uh, reason being is because for me, I love working. And not to say like I love working like I'm, an, I'm a workaholic. I just love keeping myself busy. You know, I like I like going to, to my 9 to 5 job. I like uh, doing projects. I like taking on new roles in my job. Uh, I like accountancy and finance. Uh, as you probably know, if you've listened to previous episodes, I am a full-time accountant. Um, so... I love that part of my job and uh, I mean part of my life and uh, so yeah I don't see myself just retiring early just yet I don't know I might change my mind in the next five years or ten years um, but we'll get more into that but that's my stand on the fire movement as of today and also um, I've never really opened up to the idea of early retirement however after reading the four hour work week by Tim Ferris, which is an amazing amazing book and you should read it I started to ed- entertain the idea of uh, mini retirements. So like it describes in the book, like you shouldn't, uh, you know, wait until you're too old to enjoy anything, to enjoy anything. And um, so I've decided to entertain the idea of mini retirements. So my plan is to take various mini retirements at various stages in my life. Like I'm probably going to take a month or two off when I'm uh, 35 or 32, depending on how I feel. 
and go on a vacation or something or go take a trip live in an island for a month or something i don't know but yeah that's my plan and um yeah anyway so that idea by tim ferris is similar to the fire movement uh in a way that it uh, proposes not to wait too long until you're too old to actually enjoy your retirement anyway i've had a lot of conversations with people who concur with me on this view and they don't want to have the re part of fire the retire early part because they love their jobs and they love working and they love doing stuff so um there are also many who would say they would focus on more fulfilling pursuits rather than just working to pay the bills so there's a lot of different uh, views on this fire movement you see where you stand you don't have to go all into the fire movement if you are a proponent of it and uh, there are a lot of people who stand in various stages of the fence and when it comes to fire anyway let's go into the nitty-gritty of the fire movement so to be truly fire you can't just save your money obviously because that will mean you're losing your money due to inflation you need to invest so you have to build a portfolio that takes into account the kind of lifestyle you want to build upon your early retirement and need to make sacrifices and cutbacks in order to contribute towards building that portfolio that be able to sustain that lifestyle now let's get a little bit more into this there are a lot of factors that go into this magic number that you want to have as a target. Okay, so the first thing, first and foremost, the most obvious thing probably, um, the monthly figure that you want to achieve, meaning how much will you need to retire, how much you need a month, like maybe you need three thousand or four thousand ringgit a month. Um, also you need to take into account where you'll retire. For example, if you retire here in Malaysia, where I am from, it depends on which state you retire. Uh, some states. You can live on a lot less than if you're living in the heart of Kuala Lumpur. So those kind of things also need to be uh, also need to be taken into account. How many years horizon you forecast um, until you, I mean, until the end of your life <laughs> uh, and many others. So, <clears throat> for example, very quick example, I'm going to give a very localized context here to all my, uh, whoever's listening from uh, outside of Malaysia. I'm just going to give a localized context. If I want to retire in Selangor, Malaysia, or anywhere in the Klang Valley, perhaps apart from the heart of KL, um, KL being Kuala Lumpur, I would like to have around three to 4,000 a month to live a semi-comfortable life. So, and that's today, 2020. I don't know how it will be five years or 20 years from now. Obviously, it will be more. But as of today, I think three to 4K a month um, is enough to live a semi-comfortable life. And let's just say I want to retire in 10 years' time and I want to live for 40 years before I die. So those figures will contribute to the calculation. There are a lot of uh, tools online where you can just Google, you know, a financial independence calculator. And uh, there are a lot of tools. There's one by, um, I think, Dave Ramsey's blog uh, plugs uh, one of those tools. You can Google it and check it out. So these figures will all contribute to the calculation. So for the, the example I give, I just described, um, the ballpark figure that you'll need to put into this portfolio and this savings is around... 1.2 to 1.5 million to achieve this kind of lifestyle of three to four thousand a month when you retire in 10 years um, for example if you want to retire in 10 years and live for 40 years as i mentioned earlier so the 1.2 to 1.5 million and this 1.5 million or so should be spread between low risk investments such as bonds some in dividend paying stocks so you can be able to reinvest your dividends and live off some of them and uh, all kinds of things you know you have to spread out your portfolio that that is the concept of fire that is the the first fundamental of fire to save and invest and to build a diversified the diversified portfolio 
which will be able to contribute to your lifestyle. Uh, and you need to be able to calculate now how much you need for the future, for your FIRE lifestyle. And all this has to take into account inflation and rising cost of living. And it sounds pretty heavy. But of course, you need to use the eight wonder of the world, compound interest, and try to make that an ally for you if you are into this FIRE movement thing. Uh, so another cornerstone of FIRE besides uh, saving and uh, investing that money is trying to earn more and, and live frugally. Um, but let's talk about living frugally first. So the, there's a key belief in the FIRE movement where you should be able to maintain the same lifestyle even though your wages go up. So this is not really minimalistic living, but it's close to it. There are so many ways that I've heard uh, people utilize to meet this goal. Um, I've had a lot of conversations about this FIRE movement with a lot of my uh, colleagues and friends and people I know, acquaintances. And uh, I've heard a lot of creative ideas from these people who want to start this FIRE movement, especially from uh, especially ideas to live more frugally. Like um, I've heard, you know, you eat cheap food, like, um, you know, you don't go to fancy restaurants too often, uh, minimize your vacations to maybe once every five years, rent a house instead of buying, rent a room instead of buying a house. I've even heard uh, people describe of, uh, talk about, sorry, talk about growing your own vegetables uh, to be free from the shackles of having to buy vegetables from the market. So it's entirely up to your creativity, how to uh, save costs. You know, there's uh, here and there, like, for example, a very good um, life hack that um, I can't remember who told this to me, but it was someone who is in the personal finance space as well. And um, the tip was to whenever you go out, especially in Malaysia, you know, we order these sugary drinks and sweet drinks. The life hack is to actually just stick to plain water and you will see your savings add up. Not only it's better for your health, it's better for your wallet as well. So these kind of things, you know, to live frugally. But that begs the question, how much do you need to earn to be able to save this 50 to 70% savings rate? And in countries like Malaysia, where the median wage is not excellent, I would say, is it even possible? Okay, let's talk about someone working in Klang Valley. And this person is a single public transport user. So according to a Blanjawan Koo study done by KWSP in 2019, he or she will need around 1,870 ringgit. So let's bump that up to about 2,000. And for a single person who owns a car, the Blanjawan Koo study claims it's about 2,490. So let's bump that up too. Let's make it around 2,800. So let's put a cap. Okay, let's put a cap around 3,000 ringgit. Roughly speaking, 3,000 ringgit should be able to afford you a fairly comfortable life. Uh, with some entertainment and, uh, you know, a fairly comfortable life in most places in the Klang Valley. Unless you live in, uh, like I mentioned twice again already, starting to sound like a broken record, um, the heart of KL. <laughs> anyway, with a real minimalistic lifestyle, a real frugal lifestyle, a lot of cutbacks, a salary of around 4.5k or 5,000 should be enough in Malaysia, in the Klang Valley, to meet your fire requirements. Now, this is a minimalistic lifestyle while also focusing on investing and growing your income at the same time. So, sticking with the same lifestyle even though your income grows. Now, it's be if, it's, if your income is below that, not to say that this person cannot save, cannot save at all. It's just that it's not ideal to do it with the same aggressive rate that is required of the FIRE movement. Of course, there are exceptions. For example, if you live with your parents and you don't have much uh, commitments, it's definitely possible. 
but this is for the general public, the people who have the kind of same lifestyle setup as most of us, where we have commitments and bills to pay. This is the range that we're talking about here. Until um, you find your income around that range, fire movement is probably not um, the best way to go yet, I would say. Um, that's my personal opinion. Of course, there are so many people who can prove me wrong, but that's my personal opinion. So first thing, you should focus on increasing your income then. Uh, enable in order for you to be able to meet this fire movement. Uh, for me, it helps if I have that cut off, like, like I mentioned, that four thousand cut off. Um, so anything above that will be going going into your savings and keep your lifestyle the same. That that is the sort of belief system of fire. Now there are a lot of proponents of the fire movement that agree. No matter how much you cut down your lifestyle, it's going to take a very large income, probably somewhere in the six figure range, to have the ability to save enough to retire before your fortieth birthday. Now. Uh, it depends on your lifestyle as well, like I mentioned. Uh, for me, personally, I'm doing a lot of personal sharing in this episode because I, this is something that is uh, I relate to a lot. I, I, I sort of had the struggle of talking about the fire movement in my own life. So yeah, pardon me. Um, <clears throat> anyway, for me, personally, I'm not... Um, like I mentioned, I like work and I'm not willing to give up those little things that put a little bit of joy into my life, that quality of life. You know, like a nice meal or a quick vacation to uh, Langkawi or pull up in a uh, nice cold drink, uh, you know, a nice, uh, you know, nice bottle of wine, all the small things that make life, uh, that you know, that add a little bit of quality to life. So, fire, right, is sort of this balance between finding the quality of life and not and giving up on the um, things that are beyond the net band necessities. So, if you're serious about fire, that means you need to get on a budget and you need to stick to it. You need to make saving and investing a priority. So a lot of people are not into the whole thing. They want to go to that uh, whole um, quality of life thing, like I mentioned. They're not willing to give up this and that. So that's fine, completely fine. But maybe fire is not the... You know, you can't go full-on fire movement with that kind of lifestyle. Now, a small caveat here that I'd like to add as well. I don't think someone should get into fire just because you hate your job. Well, that's, my, that's my two cents on it. You have to get into fire because you love something more than your job. I'll say that again. You have to get into fire because you love something more than your job. And you want to be financially independent enough to pursue it and not run away from that current job. So if that's, that's my personal opinion. If you really hate your job, I would advise to consider a career change, a career path, a new career path before you consider a full onslaught on fire. Um, fire movement is not easy. Uh, I've never tried it, but from what I've read and what I've uh, seen uh, examples of people who live it, it takes a lot of dedication. You need that goal, that diamond in the distance to keep you motivated, to keep you going. So that's fire. Um, focusing on, uh, that's the long and short of it, I guess. I guess this episode is nearly 15 minutes long. Anyway, it's one of those longer episodes. Uh, the general idea of fire, to conclude, is the higher your income, uh, and the lower your expense, the faster you can reach financial independence and retire early. So if you think that's for you, sit down with your financial consultant or sit down with your pen and paper or Excel spreadsheet and start planning. With enough focus, it's definitely achievable and you can be on your way to retiring and sitting on a beach at 35, not worrying about your expenses. Once again, this was Cash Cow. Please do drop your thoughts on any comments you have. And until next time, I thank you for your time and may your assets ever be your liabilities. This was Cash Cow and good night.